Welcome to Book Talk for Book Talk, a podcast where we deep dive into the writing of your favorite novels. This is Jack. And I'm Amy. In season two, we explored Sarah J. Mass's A Court of Mist and Fury. In our postseason content, we look forward to sharing listener feedback we received, as well as interviews with some exciting guests. You can also expect to hear some special listener requested content. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are entirely their own and in no way represent the thought or intentions of the original author. This podcast is a discussion shared to spark thought and conversation on the characters and themes of this novel. Though the hosts speak mostly within the constraints of this book, series spoilers may be discussed with or without warning. Explicit language as well as themes of sex, violence, abuse, self-harm, and depression will reoccur throughout this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to this special episode of Book Talk for Book Talk. In this postseason episode, we're responding to listener requests for us to share our own writing. Jack has recorded herself narrating the first chapter of her novel, Sensing the Veil. Sensing the Veil tells the story of Velia, a human woman with inhuman abilities who struggles to remember her mysterious past. In a world where fae and witches are the only beings with magic, Velia grapples to learn more about her magical abilities despite being an outcast. After years of being on the run from an unknown general who hunts her for her abilities, Thalia is thrown into the politics of the upcoming war. As she trains for the unknown, Thalia must determine who is an ally and who is killing off innocents for the general. Sensing the Veil is the first book in a four-part series called The Lifted Veil series. The series continues to follow Thalia as she faces the consequences of hers and others' actions, as well as coming to terms with the truth of her past. I'm so excited to read my first chapter. I've had the story in my mind for over a decade, and I'm thrilled to have put pen to paper as I work on the revision process. I just want to give a special shout out. This book will be dedicated to my childhood tutor, B. Miller, who changed my life and taught me how to find passion in reading. If you would like to read a PDF version of the chapter, it'll be made available to all tiers of our Patreon subscribers. I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback, too. Please feel free to share these via our comment form on our website, booktalkforbooktalk.com. With that, I present to you the first chapter of Sensing the Veil, a Lifted Veil novel. Velia stayed hidden in the shadows along the forest's edge, worn buildings obstructing the fire-stalking light. In the small town square, flames raged higher as if spurred on by the broken pleas of the gathered people, as if the fire itself knew what it was meant to do, to expel the shadows, expel the demons. Even from her distance, Velia could feel the heat warm her cheeks. Mixed with the melodic prayers from the villagers, she could almost imagine herself laying atop a pile of leaves and letting the warmth and sound lull her to a much-needed sleep. Velia straightened her shoulders and took a quiet step to a neighboring tree. It was silly for these humans to think that a fire would be enough protection from the nightmare that currently plagued them. Small human towns like these remain isolated from larger territories, ruled by fae and witches, the ally. More often than not, humans lived their entire lives without ever meeting an ally, let alone a wielder. If they knew a wielder watched just yards away, it would ensue panic. If they knew she was in the shadows, there would be chaos. Without the fae's pointed ears or a witch's glowing light, Velia was utterly human. It was easier to stay hidden in the trees and avoid questions she couldn't answer. Velia couldn't blame her own human species for being cautious. They were weaker than the ally, and any human who unknowingly had any meaningful strength and conductor abilities were usually hunted and used. Humans were forced to live by an innate sense of self-preservation, which usually led to self-isolation. 
So humans hid in small villages where trains couldn't reach them. Away from the luxury of running water and electricity that only the richest ally had. Away from magic and the only viable option to protect themselves from demons. These humans never stood a chance. A group of roughly 50 men and women and a dozen children gathered around the bonfire. The flames surged to an even greater height and Velia pressed the back of her cold hands to her hot cheeks. The fire wouldn't actually help them. The bright light and heat would do nothing but annoy the shadow demons and keep them away for the night, if that. Once everyone was asleep and the fire was left to ashes, the shadows would come back, only to leave when they wished to or if they were expelled. Velia had seen it before. The elaborate combined efforts of five wielders and two humans as they worked together to expel a single fire demon. The demon wouldn't die or stay away forever. Instead, they were expelled to some dark quadrant of the world only to one day claw their way back to the living. It took a team to expel one demon, but it took only Velia to banish them. Standing silently, Velia shifted her weight from foot to foot, forcing the blood flow to wake her. She never let her eyes go from the gathering. The prayers stopped and whispers turned into conversation and laughter. Men and women distanced themselves from one another to form various groups of chatter. Children slipped from their parents' hands and began to play with the ball, instantly forming two teams that had no rhyme or reason of age or size, as if they did this every day. The familiar noise of glass on glass was Velia's sign to step back farther into the forest. When people drank, they tended to search for privacy, and her section of the forest was perfect for some hidden moments. The revelry and excitement were palpable, as if victory had been so easily won. Velia bit the scar tissue inside her cheek until she tasted blood. Anything to keep her from storming into the village and calling each man and woman there a fool for even thinking they had won. They were not rid of those shadow demons. When she had arrived earlier that morning, Velia had counted three shadows in her surveillance around the village. Two were in the well with the broken mechanical watering pump, and one particularly aggressive shadow she felt within a small home that sat farthest east. When she sensed a demon near, it felt like a single snowflake landed directly onto her consciousness. It always made her shiver worse than the coldest nights. As the morning progressed and the town square began to stir to life, Velia made her camp in the trees and only dared to close her eyes for a few hours at a time, never quite sleeping. For as long as Velia could remember, she always slept in short intervals. Wanting to stay concealed during the daylight, Velia settled a fair distance away from the village, until night finally settled and the town began their fire. Still keeping an eye on the night's festivities, Velia walked further into the forest. She touched the cool bark of a tree. It was an unseasonably cold night for the middle of summer, and for a moment she wished she could step out of the dark woods and greet the town as a weary traveler, maybe even asked to get closer to the fire. Felia frowned. There was no point in lamenting. She could never just walk into a village. For one, any village this small and this isolated would be cautious of strangers. Based on the decay of several buildings in contrast to a few newer ones, Velia guessed some families here showed up at the end of the war ten years ago. Refugees risking endless days of heat in the Saren Desert or the large climb of the Divide, only to end up hidden amongst the trees in a new village that housed some distant relative. But even if they were to welcome a traveler, they still wouldn't greet her. No matter whose path she crossed, human and ally alike, Velia could almost hear the whispers in their minds saying, Not her. Stay away from her. It was a cruel trick of the gods for Velia to wake up without a memory of who she was beyond her name and instinct to hunt, to only then be shunned when she begged for help. Velia had discovered quickly that she made others uncomfortable. And it wasn't just because of her white hair that she always kept tucked under a cap, or her sooty black eyes that no one could hold. It was something inside her that others knew to fear. Velia continued to walk the perimeter of the town, and found a tree to rest against that gave her a visual of the well with the two shadows. 
They would not be able to stay there all night and would eventually fly into the woods, unseen to all but her. That's when Velia would begin her hunt. The other demon in the house, she wasn't sure if it would leave. The house was too far from the fire and it felt too powerful to be bothered by a simple flame. Tomorrow, she would need to enter the village and convince the people there to let her banish that demon or sneak in without anyone noticing her. She hoped it would be the latter. The moment Velia banished the shadows tonight and the moment her face was seen amongst the villagers, the clock would start. Velia had only days to leave before she was found. Despite this village being so small, there was no doubt word about her would travel fast to neighboring towns. There was always something that gave her away. Even with all the precautions that Velia took, using cheap dye to keep her hair a muddy color or averting her eyes, word would always get out. There was a human with wielder abilities. Plus, if Velia used too much power, that was enough. It was always like a beacon for him to find her. A petite young woman, likely a few years younger than Velia herself, grabbed the hand of a man before darting towards the trees Velia had just left. The girl's dark curly hair bounced freely in time with each step, and she giggled as she led the man into the woods. Velia couldn't see his face, but she imagined him to be handsome, with eyes that burned with anticipation and never left the girls while he held her. Velia continued to walk, allowing the couple their privacy they thought they had. She didn't need the reminder of what sex could be. On the few occasions that Velia decided to find company with a man, it was not the romantic setting of the woods. The men usually smelled of ale after plying themselves with liquid courage and avoided ever fully touching her or looking into her eyes. Urged on by the fascination of their own disgust with her, these men typically approached Velia on a dare and for bragging rights amongst their friends. Velia went along with it only so that she could ride herself into momentary oblivion. There were no kisses or tender touches, and Velia didn't trust them enough to give them her back or even be fully naked. So the men would lay there, mesmerized by her fast and angry pace until her body found its own release. Whether they finished or not was not her concern. She kept walking, getting closer to a group of town elders and the house with the shadow demon. Velia didn't want to get too close to it. She didn't want to risk the chance of the demon noticing her. The last thing she needed was to get into a fight with a demon amongst humans. She would win because Velia always won. It was just a matter of how much damage around her would be done. Sometimes she had to fight to keep control, stopping herself from blacking out. That wasn't a fight she could always win. Several hours passed while Velia watched the villagers' reckless celebration. Wishing she had a few more hours of sleep in her, Velia tried to shake away the exhaustion by stretching her body, letting her tight limbs embrace a moment of relief. Laughter from a group of males made Velia freeze before taking soundless steps towards them. Four men had moved away from the larger group surrounding the fire and huddled together by the trees. Their laughter turned into hushed and urgent tones, and Velia risked a few more silent steps to get even closer. "'Here, mad,' said the largest of the four, an older man with short gray hair and a worn cream shirt that stood out against his dark skin. Another who looked identical to the first, although younger and thinner, pulled his cloak on and shook his head. "'Al, have you been hitting the drink and cork again?' Cork, a village larger than this one, and one that Velia made sure to avoid." Al, presumably, shook his head aggressively, causing strands of his wild blonde hair to come down from the leather tie used to pull it at the back. He was so pale that the fire added an otherworldly glow to him. I was visiting, but I wasn't drinking. The fourth man had a sad look on his round, young face that was only emphasized by the coat bundled up to his neck. Uncle. All right, sighed Al. I was drinking, but not enough to have this type of piss-poor judgment. I'm telling you what I heard. What I heard was another traveler at the tavern talking about war coming. War isn't coming, 
said the first man. There is no one to wage war. The territories and clans are too broken to fight again. Listen to me. This traveler said that he just arrived from the east and that there are rumblings that it's starting again. Velia straightened. Despite already being able to fully hear the conversation, she stretched closer. She hadn't been east of the mountains in months. A year? Any word on politics and news from the east was a rarity. Uncle? The nephew tried again. There can't be another war. We would have heard of the ally were building the army. The Fae and the witches have too much to rebuild. Ald gripped onto his nephew's shoulder as if the contact would help him better understand. No, it's someone else. It's not the same as last time. This other man, this general, is on the move. Velia's heart stopped. And whose general is that? Fae? Witches? Humans? Asked the second man with a bitter laugh at the last option. Because it's not from any territory around here. He comes from no territory. No one knows what kind of a lie he is. The older man shook his head, not believing. A single man who titles himself a general, who has no territory to claim, who may or may not be a wielder himself is starting a war? And who fights for him? How large is this army? And where are they even based? I'll hear yourself. This isn't funny. You heard of talk of the wars upset Myla. Ten years might have passed, but go look at anyone here and know that the wounds haven't been healed. Al reached out and held the older man's arm. Sam, I swear it on my life. I've heard these rumors before and I never mentioned them. Just some words of some drunk who wanted to stir trouble. You're the drunk who's trying to stir trouble, muttered his nephew. Al went on. I swear to you, Sam, swear that this was different. I felt it in my bones that this man spoke the truth. The general is coming and we need to protect ourselves. Sam stroked his chin. The friction of his bare hand rubbing against a day's worth of growth sounded too loud. Sam, Al urged, his voice almost pleading. We can't ignore what I heard the same week that we get these shadow demons. One doesn't cause the other. The second man frowned before turning to Sam. Father, you can't think about actually listening to him. Sam stared at Al, and from her hiding spot, Velia silently willed the older man to listen. If the general was in this territory, they likely didn't have much of a chance. Their best bet of survival was for Velia to quickly banish these demons before traveling far away and lure the general from the innocence of this village and others. Sam finally nodded, much to his son's disdain, but he ignored the muted protests. It won't hurt us to remind ourselves how to fight and protect our own, and to train the next generation. He chirked his chin to both the boys. Both you are too young to have gone through any actual training the last time there was a war. It wouldn't hurt to start now. Sam slapped a hand against Al's back and started to guide him to the fire. The two younger ones waited a moment, looked at one another, and sighed in unison before heading back to the village center. Velia stumbled back and sagged to the dirt. He was here. He found her despite every precaution she took. Again. Velia sensed a shift in pressure in her mind and looked back at the village. Two shadows launched out of the well and propelled into the sky. Only Velia could see it, of course. The most the villagers would experience would be a sense of lightness. As if on cue, Velia heard... Velia could hear the light-hearted tones that shifted amongst the villagers, but she ignored them. Instead, Velia smoothed down her tunic, released her long hair from the cap, and tied it with a leather tie at the base of her neck. Tonight she would hunt. Tomorrow she would try to figure out how to help these people. The farther into the woods she walked, the more the voices and laughter faded. Eventually, even natural sounds of animals and instincts disappeared, the wind fading to a halt. Darkness started to fill the space in between the trees and blocked out the light from the stars and moon. Velia forced her body to take shallow breaths, unwilling to let even her heartbeat give her away. Velia always hated this kind of darkness. 
The darkness that came from shadow demons filled every space available. Closets, wells, the pathway to your lungs. That's what made them so dangerous to humans. Humans didn't have the abilities needed to block the demons from their bodies like the ally, leaving them to be used and discarded like toys for the demons' enjoyment. Humans rarely survived after that type of invasion. The cold feeling of ice melting onto her consciousness made Velia stop in her tracks. Her heartbeat echoed in her ears as she slowly turned. Directly behind her, a solid black distorted shape hovered two feet above the ground. It looked like some kind of monstrous raven from a child's nightmare, with feathers sticking out in wrong directions and bald patches that revealed black, sticky-looking skin. The face, or rather the beak, was pulled completely open, spanning from above Velia's head to her knees. White eyes rolled to the back of its head, while a low hissing noise echoed from its gaping beak. Interesting. Velia looked the demon up and down. I get what you're trying to do, but I think you have the wrong sound. The demon hissed again. Yeah, that's a snake, not a raven. This demon must be new to the world, unable to quite replicate the earthly habitants. If you're here, then your friend must be... A massive, solid shadow slammed into Velia's side, sending her three feet away and straight into a tree. Velia allowed herself to cough once before jumping back to her feet. The monstrous raven flew at her next. But before it touched her, Velia threw a hand up, directing the matter she controlled to grasp the shadow demon. It looked as if an invisible force locked around the raven's neck, shackling it with an unseen collar. Nope. She lowered her hand, but the matter was still in place and still held the thrashing demon. You stay, until you can figure out what a raven sounds like. Velia barely had any time to prepare for the second demon, but she managed to dodge its next attack. Rolling across the dirt, Velia landed on her knees and instantly threw her hands up, sending a wave of matter at the shadow demon. She could see it more clearly as it evaded her attack, as if a solid black cloud pulled apart and reformulated, helping it dodge attack after attack Velia threw at it. Damn it! With a growl of frustration, she stood up and kept attacking, her arms waving as she tried to keep up with the demon. She needed to hit it. Velia could feel the black pool of power inside, asking her to get lost within its single current. A noise, the sound almost like a caw, grabbed her attention. It sounded like several voices trying to speak over the other, none quite understanding the sound it tried to imitate. With disgust, she turned to the demon. That's what you think they sound like? An instinct, Velia jumped back as the second shadow demon slammed into where she just stood. She instantly threw more force into the blow than was necessary, the demon's form leaving an indentation on the ground. Another wave of her hand and the demon was pinned. Velia could almost see the matter she controlled holding it down. The chained demon kept its distorted cawing, the noise quickly getting higher pitched. You. She growled at it and threw her left hand up and squeezed. The demon's beak snapped closed, tied shut. It's just embarrassing now. Velia walked to the thrashing raven demon, its white eyes wide with what she imagined to be terror. You recognize me, she mused, stopping just short of it. It tried to pull its beak farther away from her, desperate to look at anything but her. It's unfair, she said softly, that your very existence is a danger to others. A muffled screech filled the silence. Are you even capable of not hurting humans? More muted sounds of panic, its wings struggling to break from her hold. It never stood a chance. With the faintest breath, Velia whispered, I hurt humans too. Velia wouldn't let the image of countless scared faces cross her mind. They visit her dreams enough as it was. Taking a step back, Velia cleared her throat. <clears throat> I don't know where you're going, but it must be better than here. Velia's eyes unfocused, and the current world went blurry to reveal a black star-flecked curtain 
made of matter surrounding her. It was the matter she controlled. It was the matter that held the very fabric of life together. Felia knew she shouldn't, but she reached out to pull back the curtain to expose what laid beyond the world. The ground and trees vibrated the farther she reached. She stopped just before she touched the invisible wall that always blocked her. After you, she said to the second shapeless shadow demon. Although Veli was unable to cross the wall and go beyond the curtain, she was able to use her matter to push demons through it, out of this world forever, banished. She pressed the demon through the wall before it crossed past the curtain. Velia turned to the raven. Work on your call, was all she said before she banished that one too. Refocusing her eyes, Velia was back to the forest. Light from the night sky lit up the space and sounds of animals rushed back. Hello? Velia turned. She saw an old man standing to a tree a few yards away. He smiled at her. You were hard to find. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Book Talk for Book Talk. We encourage you to rate and subscribe to our show on your preferred podcast listening platform. As we gear up for season three, where we will deep dive into a court of wing and ruin, we will continue to share between season thoughts, interviews, and exclusive content. We would love to hear your thoughts based on today's conversation. You can submit your comments to our form at booktalkforbooktalk.com for a chance to have your feedback discussed during a weekly mini episode. If you are enjoying the podcast, visit our website, booktalkforbooktalk.com, to view our latest merch and to learn about supporting the show through Patreon, Ko-Fi, or Venmo. 